to the Mission LHC podcast, where you'll hear real conversations with a married couple that are on a mission to help other couples as they learn to love, honor, and cherish each other in all stages of marriage. My name is Heath Yearwood. And I'm Amanda Yearwood. And thanks for joining us as we laugh together and share our story together in hopes that we can be an encouragement to you. Welcome back to another episode of Mission LHC. We're glad you joined us today and we're going to talk about a topic that impacts us all. We all are guilty of watching or not watching time. Well, you know, when we started trying to, we've been trying to line up some guests for this and we found out real quick that it's kind of hard to make everyone's schedules work out because we're busy so many days a week and our guests are busy and it's finding the time to be able to do that. And you know, the, when you speak about time, no matter what job, what career field, we, we know it from being in education. Anytime they ask a question, what is something that people would like to have more of? What do they always say? More time, always. You know, you're talking about your lesson plans, trying to get papers graded, everything. But that's no different than the salesman that needs more time. You know, before the end of the month's coming up, they have quotas. They would like to have more time to do everything. But, you know, we've got all these wonderful time-saving devices, right? And and that is true, yeah. <laughs> and, and that brings up kind of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a lot of funny things that, that we put our time into. And, you know, the preachers often talked about that, that what, where you spend your time is where your heart is a lot of times. And, you know, I... I'm going to talk about, you know, some of the funny things with time to begin with, but then at the end, we're going to talk about our time that we spend with the Lord. And unfortunately, I fail miserably, and hopefully by this episode today, it just makes you reflect a little bit on your time and what you're doing with it. And then hopefully you're not like me or possibly Amanda, <laughs> and uh, we put God on the back burner. But, uh, now, I don't have a problem with time. Now, you're you're going to laugh at me, but, you know, I don't know what it is, but, like, I think there's a black hole or a time warp in my bedroom because I can be up, ready, I mean, with my alarm clock and... No concept of time. That, that, <laughs> let's say that. You problem. have no concept of time. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, if she knows it takes, let's say, an hour to get ready... Yeah. Okay, well, I'm thinking, okay, if you're going to leave at 7, you've got to start at 6. <laughs> and then it'll be 6.30 or 6.40, and I'll like, Amanda, you know, we're leaving in like 20 minutes or so. And it's like, oh, okay, I better hurry then. So <laughs> that's, um, that's why I don't iron clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it saves me time. Like, best invention ever, the wrinkle spray. <laughs> and she's passed that along to our kids, Do I you think. remember when the kids were little and we would be rushing around in the mornings and like I'd have them get dressed and they would twirl with their arms out, you know, like a helicopter and, and I'd give them a mist. Yeah. Squirt them all the way around and we would be de-wrinkled by the time we got in the car. Damp as well, but you know, uh didn't go. <laughs> well, you know, uh I remember being uh a younger parent and having kids that was real small and you remember when you was trying to go somewhere. The time it took to get prepared to go anywhere. Mm. You had to pack the diaper bag. And get the bottles. and, and I remember this. The first time we went to a ball game without having to pack a diaper bag, it was incredible. Just the 
feeling of almost like independence that it was like okay so if the kids get hungry while we're there we can get something there we don't have to pack snacks snacks and juice and all that now ironically what do we do now we end up packing stuff because it saves money but <laughs> right but but at the time you were just happy to get away from it, was it. Great, yeah. but um you know that took a long time but then i remember sitting at ball practices we our little boy played uh peewee and wee wee football and i remember sitting there at baseball practices and our little girl played and different things and i remember somebody that had older children said don't gripe about it because it'll be gone before you know it and uh, at the time when you're in the middle of a storm you don't really realize it and you're like okay yeah but i always did try to remember that because it was someone i respected I, and it probably was steve and tina freeman that probably told us a little bit about probably it was, that it would yeah. be gone and um so as as it would happen i remember sitting at those practices and thinking that but does it not seem like that time just went by like a snap oh so fast and i remember somebody telling me um once they started school that time would really fly and that was true for us i mean once the kids were in school it just the years clicked by so fast well, Mike Simmons and I, we started teaching together about the same time, and we can remember, you know, I'm in my 31st year, and I remember being the young gun at school. That's what they called us. We were the, the <laughs> new ones, and they, they, we were the babies. And I started teaching when I was 20. I turned 21 in September of that year, so I was real young. And um, it seems like it was just yesterday in my mind, you know, but it's been 31 years. And you're going to hate this, but just the other day I had a conversation with somebody about the fire letter that we send, you know, because the school burned in 96. So anybody who graduated before 96, we don't have a record for. And I was explaining how we do that. And I said, you know, there was a time where we still had teachers on campus that would remember former students. I said, but now... The only person left on campus that might remember some of those students is Mr. Yearwood. Yeah, that is. And that's 100% true because everybody else is retired or gone. And uh, But looking at that, like I said, the time just it flew by. And in the middle of a storm sometimes, the middle of the things we're going through, we don't really take time to appreciate it. And that's what people try to give the advice. So as we go over this, you might think it's just a crazy subject to talk about time. But I just want you to think about your own experiences, what you do, what your family you know, is going through. But also just try to tell you to step back because there's honestly, and we've shared this before, a lot of this stuff all runs together. But there's memories that I can't even think about of the kids, what they were doing, because we were just trying to survive and get through. And, you know, I think that's why we see most everybody our age has... Um, grandkids hmm. and we see the how they look at them how they spend and i believe a lot of that they they really just enjoy because they are cherishing the moments more well and it's i look at them too though which you've got to factor in the grandparent is not responsible for the discipline and that daily upkeep you just get to enjoy that time so that's that's gonna be a fun time you know, and I was as we were doing this, I was trying to look up some songs that we think back. You know, I can think of the Rolling Stones about the time and keeps on. You know, and that or you know talks about time passing by. There's all different ones, and one of them, and again, this is not necessarily a Christian thing, but uh, Pink Floyd had a song that was talking about you know when you're young, basically, 
you've got all the time in the world just to sit around and lay around in the sun, whatever it is. But then all of a sudden, the the verse that it talks up, it said, um, it just talks about that no one told you when the starting gun would basically begin, and all of a sudden it's 10 years later and you look back and the time is gone. And I don't want you to waste time. I don't want us to waste any more time. And, you know, as we start, y'all heard us speak about our DMD and everything. There's been a lot of wasted years. And um, I, I was thinking about that the other day in, in class and realizing at my age and, and some of the things that we've done are really just so simple, so common sense that we should have been doing all along. And I think... How much time have I wasted um, on things that don't matter? I mean, well, think about what we say all the time if we watch a movie that's a horrible movie. We're like, yep, let's we'll, add that one to yeah, the list. We'll never get that time back. Yeah, we'll never get that back. So, I mean, there's so many things in life we, we do to save time. I mean, let's just think of some inventions that were made to save time. The dishwasher is made to save time. Right. Right. So, well, I got to tell a funny story about dishwasher. So our first dishwasher we ever had was after we built the house. We had a dishwasher at my mom and dad's house, but mom didn't let us use it. Was it that same little monkey you thought that changed the <laughs> uh, uh, red lights? No, no, but... You have to be a uh, Mission LHC uh, podcast listener to remember that. Uh, for those of you that never have listened to that episode, Amanda, when she was a kid, she felt that there was a monkey that set up on the power line basically to change, change the, the red lights. Red lights. Yeah. So I go ahead. Think, we may have not talked about that. I think I wrote that in a blog, but all right. <laughs> needless to say, my imagination was a little strange and out there when I was a kid. But anyway, back to the story. So... We did have a dishwasher at mom and dad's house, but mom would never let us use it. Now, we used it as a drying rack, so we had to hand wash the dishes and then put the dishes nice. in there. And so, I don't remember if mother said this or if this is just what I assumed, but my entire childhood and into adulthood, I thought that the reason we didn't use that dishwasher was because the dishwashing detergent was too expensive. And so, after you and I built our house, I remember I had I, never shopped for dishwashing detergent, but I was fully prepared to pay $20, $30, $50 for this magic dishwashing soap to put in the dishwasher. Or the electricity <laughs> that was doubled the cost to run that probably, right? Yes, probably so. And I was so surprised to see when I went to the store and bought detergent for the first time that it, it was not really that expensive. <laughs> so looking back at it now, I you know, maybe mom was just trying to teach us a lesson. I really don't know. But all right, so we've got dishwashers that save time. What else saves time? Microwaves. Oh, microwaves, yeah. Yeah, I remember our first microwave. Do you remember the first time? Oh, I do too, and I've got a story about it. I, every time my mom got something new, I, I look back on it, and I think they could have probably killed me. We got a new microwave, and I had a friend that already had one, and I remember telling mom and them that you can cook popcorn in it. So all you got to do is take a brown paper bag, you put the kernels in it, and you can cook it. So mom's brand new microwave, and you got to remember, we didn't have a ton of money, so we, we purchased this. All of a sudden, I can remember letting it go and then looking into the, uh, like inside it, 
and I can see the bag burning that I just had it. Flames and so fire. our new microwave always had a black charred place at the very top of it always <laughs> and every time I look at it I think about that and I'm betting your house smells like burned popcorn yeah for a while. so we've got microwaves what else fast food what you were you gonna tell about your first microwave oh yeah I remember <laughs> I remember our first microwave mom and dad had actually gone shopping for a car they had been looking for a car and of course my sister and I, we were super excited because we'd been driving around these uh, cars that dad had worked to fix and keep up. And um, I guess you want me to tell the funny story about one of those cars while we're at it? So, sure. So like some of my sister and I's most embarrassing moments, I guess you'd say, or when we were in those cars and you know it was just they were stick shifts hondas and um you know you might have to push it off when it didn't want to crank and i remember for the record in <laughs> this part i believe everybody had those memories oh, yeah. with oh, yeah. i mean you didn't have brand new vehicles if you did you may have one vehicle for the family but everybody else drove hand-me-downs uh it, when you had and back then you couldn't destroy the vehicle you yeah. could wreck it the fender may be gone, but you could put one on it from a junkyard. Yeah, but you, as long as it was drivable, you still drove it. So I remember one afternoon in particular, um, we had driven the the silver Honda. It was the Accord, hatchback Accord. I think it was a 77 or a 78 model, so 70-something, we'll say. Um, and we would wait until everyone else in the parking lot was gone because when you cranked this Honda, a pillar of smoke would just pour out of the muffler. I mean, it was just smoke everywhere. So you were really spraying the community for <laughs> mosquitoes at the time? Something like that. But this particular afternoon, we had to get home. We didn't have time to wait on everybody to be gone. And you know how smoke just kind of floats through the air? Mm -hmm. So that I remember, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I remember that afternoon. We're like, well, we just gotta hurry. We just gotta crank it. We gotta go. And so, sure enough, big cloud of smoke that then just gently starts floating across the parking lot and engulfs the football team on the practice field. <laughs> so we were terribly embarrassed. Uh, but anyway, so. <laughs> Was y'all doing like a lot of them that y'all were hunched down in the seat where they could you could barely see oh, yeah. the top of your head as you were sleeping? Oh, I remember doing that lots of times when mom was driving, laying down in the seat so people wouldn't know I was in there. But um, So mom and dad were shopping for a, a car, and, and of course we were ecstatic, thinking, oh, wow, we're going to get an actual car, and it might even be an automatic. And uh, so one day they had gone car shopping, and when they came home, they told us they got something new, so we were so excited, but what they actually got new was a microwave, but that was our first microwave. <laughs> so what else that has made life a little more, uh, that was designed to save time? Mm -hmm. uh, I would say one thing that I use a lot that was designed to save time, I suppose, would be, um, well, it started with a typewriter, you know, Time yeah, do you remember when you'd make a mistake writing. and you'd have to get yeah. to correct a type or white yeah. out on it and you had to go back? Imagine some of you are so young, you don't understand what we're talking about, but you used to type. And so if you were A, S, D, F, 
you know, you had to go through classes and they would teach you rhythm. But I do say that was probably the most valuable class I ever took in high school was typing because I typed every day. Now, it really freaks out the students if I keep typing and I'm looking at them while I'm typing. They don't get it. But so the typewriter which turned into eventually computer, and now we all know what our computers are. Well, we carry a computer in our hand every day, our phone, but uh, then that yielded eventually the internet, which, goodness, we know what happened there. We almost went backwards, because how much time do we spend on the internet? No. So all this to save time, but then it engulfs our time again. So the things we told you about, you know, that was just some of the funny old memories we have of some of the inventions and things that came through. They were designed to to give us more time to save it. But have you ever found in your life that you're that you now just put more stuff in there? Mm-hmm. So it might have saved you five minutes, ten minutes to cook supper because you they, they came up with T V dinners. You imagine even for a microwave, they had it already in portions and you could stick it into an oven Mm -hmm. and it would warm up. You know, things were designed to make it easier where a a lady or a gentleman that was cooking supper didn't have to stay in there so long. Things like that. But what are you doing with that other time? Do we use it to read read the Bible, to uh, pray? Is that our prayer time? Is it not? Unfortunately, we find other things like entertainment, TV, uh internet uh our phones i think i would be ashamed to look if if i had a list of all the time that i've spent watching tv especially when i'm bad to watch things i've already watched before because i would rather watch a movie that i know i like versus a new movie that i don't know if i'm gonna like it or not that's where our brains are not i do not watch (laughs) anything that i've already seen hardly uh you know that i hate it uh, like even a ball game. If I, I record it sometimes to watch it, but if I know the ending, I can't hardly watch it unless it's just some kind of big, huge game. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, how I guess one of the things that we talk about today is trying to, uh, you know, find a way to allot your time for the good. And, um, you know, that's a challenging thing. You know, I, I feel I get real convicted because I wake up in the morning pretty early to go work out, spend an hour and a half, two hours a day doing stuff like that. But I'm going to give God just minutes to, do, you know, of stuff. Oh, yeah. And why is, you know, why is that? Why is it that when we get so busy, when we feel like we're short on time, those are the things we cut? The first thing we cut is our time with God. I mean, why is that? I mean, I don't I don't know. I feel incredibly guilty about that. Well, I think one reason is is you you take you know, why does marriages fall apart sometimes? It's because I forget to tell you that I love you. Or I forget to show you that I love you because in my mind you already know I love you. And what happens is if we're not careful the time has passed by and you've grown apart with stuff. And we've been going through some uh, classes at church that, you know, we're going to be working with some couples and different things. And that's one of the things we talk about that, you know, you have children and you do the things we're talking about. You spend every waking hour serving your children. And, you know, one of you's at the ball game and one of you's got gymnastics lessons and one of you's got, uh, uh, cheer lessons or whatever it may be and you end up seeing each other you come home you time you eat a bite take your shower 
you go to bed and you wake up and it's the next thing in the morning. And in that song that I was listening to a while ago, it said basically kind of that way that the next day the sun's back up on you. And what it's talking about, it seems like the days just completely spin by. And now that's another interesting thing. Isn't it amazing that your weekdays seem like drag along forever <laughs> when you're at work, but then the weekends you snap your fingers and they're gone. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, Saturday, you... It, it's you know you enjoy it but it's already you're thinking about sunday you got to go back to work yeah. and uh that you know it goes through but you know what what has been one of the biggest things that you manda you you know we will do your devotions in the morning what are some of the things that you found i guess that you try to do you know with your time a little more well i mean for a long time my my morning time really ended up wasted like we talked about the black hole in, in the in my room when i'm getting ready because i have no concept of time and you know my routine used to be that i would have the tv on you know watching the news listening to the news or whatever and not to say that that's bad but um it was you know filling me with really negative um thoughts especially when you know, all you hear on the news is the negative. And so I started replacing that time with, um, I'll either do my Bible app that reads to me while I'm getting ready, or I'll, most of the time I'll listen to music, Christian music, or I might listen to a podcast or something like that. And that helps me. Now, that's no replacement for my own time and Bible study and prayer, but it does seem to help my day a little bit. One of the, I guess, closest points I ever was to the Lord was during my college years. And, you know, I, as a disclaimer, as I talk about that, I remember being, working and, and doing stuff. I, this is how ignorant I was. I remember while, you know, I was in high school, you don't think everything, you're irrelevant to time. It doesn't matter. You know, we go back and we talk to ball players and stuff. We said, this is the best times of your life. You don't really realize it. You know, kids want to get out. They want to graduate. They want to move on. And they don't realize that most kids, it's the best time that they have. When they look back, they they could just be with friends, enjoy it and everything. But when you're in high school, you can't understand that. And I remember being in college. I was working going to school and different things. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, this is going to be so much easier when I get married mm -hmm. because I will be married and I won't have to worry about stuff. I won't have to be going and doing as much. So I'll have more time for God. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, I found out real quick that marriage didn't change any of that. You still had responsibilities. You still had things to do. And then I remember, you know, well, you know, we had children born and thinking when the kids are are older, it's going to get better. But though, they just picked up more hobbies and you found yourself in that. Mm -hmm. And now here we are in the stage of life that our kids are gone. It's just us at home. We're empty nesters and, and our mind thinks, oh, now we're going to have time to do all this. But what do we do? We still make excuses. We still fill our day with busyness that doesn't have to be there. We're just busy little bees buzz 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 and doing the next thing and you know so for me my again it goes back to that thought of why is it so easy why do we feel it's so easy that we start cutting god from the schedule when we run out of time you know how many times have i thought okay i'm in a hurry i don't have time to do my bible study or i'm in a hurry or i don't have time today to go to life group 
or uh, I'm just so tired and busy, it's been a long day, um, maybe I'll just skip Wednesday night service. You know, and so it just, I don't know, I take advantage of God that way. Well, we do, and, and you know, I always, again, this is not biblical or whatever with that. This is Heath Yearwood's opinion, so pastors or anyone that's listening to this, you know, I always think about Judgment Day. I think that I will go before him, and I, I, I am saved and all that, but I think I'll answer for a lot of the things I did or did not do. And, you know, I, have you ever looked at the app on your phone that comes up and tells you how long you've spent on your phone in a week or in a month or whatever with that? I've seen it before, but I'd be ashamed to probably look at it. Well, it's amazing. Like, I'm I'm going to be on my phone a lot when I come in, looking on Twitter, reading about Alabama's football team or, or what's going on in the world or different things. But... You know, what you think is, I just spent probably 30 minutes on it. But when you start realizing at the end of the week, it's telling you your hour total. It's a lot of time that we're wasting. And I believe that God's going to reveal that to us one day. I believe we're going to look back and say, you know, I spent binge watching a whole series on Netflix. You know, when we were just recently, um, when Amanda had COVID and I was quarantined with her. Uh, we had nothing but time that we could do. And it drove me crazy because our brains are so pr programmed that we have to have, we have to do. And Amanda can tell you, my brain works so fast and, and moving always. I have trouble rewinding and just sitting and, and enjoying the day. And that's what I have to do better. We have to appreciate the moments. You know, I told you earlier that the kid that's in school can't stop and, and smell the roses, so to speak. Because they're all they're thinking about what's what's next, and I think as adults we find ourselves that way as well. Yeah, I was as we were talking about recording today and uh, talking about time. These couple of passages came to my mind uh, in Matthew chapter eleven, where. Um, Jesus is saying, and these are in the red words, Jesus is saying, Come to me, all the ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So, so many times I'm run, 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 got to get this, got to get this, got to get this, and then I'm just tired. But when I, again, this goes back to me being stupid, but when I stop and spend my time with him first, I still have to do all those things in my job. My job is still busy and we still have things that we do. But the day goes so much smoother because he carries me through it if I'll put him first. But I'm so stupid and I, I don't do that um, the way I should. And then the other thing that I started thinking about is the story in Luke about Mary and Martha. Right. And you remember when Jesus came to visit them, uh, uh, it's in Luke chapter 10, uh, starts in verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. So Martha's like, 
Lord, do you not see that I'm trying to get everything ready and Mary's just sitting here doing nothing. She's just sitting by you and I'm trying to get all this stuff done. And Jesus said to her, said, Martha, 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 thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So Mary, in this scenario, was the smart one. Mary said, forget all that other stuff that doesn't matter. I'm spending time with Jesus. But Martha was too busy trying to make everything perfect. And, you know, I'm so incredibly guilty of being Martha instead of Mary. Well, I think we all are because, you know, if you have company coming, you try to clean the house up, you do all the things, but you're so tired, you may not enjoy the company when they're there because of what you were doing. And what she was doing is she was putting all of her attention and all of her faith to God. Both of them had great intentions, but in the end, God would rather have our time. He would rather us spend it with Him. You know, and that kind of, that, that really hits home when you think about it that way. There's even pastors, uh, youth ministers, uh, song directors, people at churches that they fall guilty of this as well. We've, we've got several friends that are pastors and things, and if they're not careful, they're so busy serving the church that they, they almost are not serving the Lord. Mm. And, and you say, well, that's impossible. Well, no, it's not, because a lot of times you can get caught up in a job in, in doing things and so you know that's an encouragement to even pastors or whoever whatever we're doing it needs to be for the reasons for God and then he's going to help take care of it and, you know and I was looking up kind of with what you went along you know first John two seventeen says the world and its desires pass away but whoever does the will of God lives forever and you know that right there I think sums up almost our entire lesson a little bit. The world and its desires pass away. You know, what what we're doing right now, you know, my grandpa, again, I told you, he would sit up there by the fire. He would read his Bible. He could care less about a Sunday afternoon football game, and all of us were down there. Now we look back, and there's not much that we really think about those football games, but we would like to spend time with our grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, I look back, my mom's gone. I don't think about the gifts and all the things that my mom gave me. I would love to spend time with my mother. You know, a lot of you out there, some listeners and people that we know, that you've went through some hard times lately. You know, you've lost some loved ones. And I guarantee it's nothing about the vacations you took or the gifts that you had. It was simply about the time that you spent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that time is so valuable, but putting that in the perspective of time with God. If we will dedicate our time to God, what's His, almost like our tithe, everything else is going to fall into place. It will. And me, I'm the one who has to be reminded over and over again, Amanda, put me first and everything else will fall into place. He has to tell me that constantly. Well, hadn't you, uh, 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 maybe y'all are a little more spiritually mature. There's been times that I was tired and I was burdened and didn't want to go to church, but I went to church out of obligation, but it was amazing how God could take care of it. When you came back, you were blessed and glad you went. I remember growing up, we had revivals. Life was so busy, but the revival would be like all week long. But it was amazing how when you would go, you would feel almost revived coming out of it. So, you know, as we are about to close this for today, the biggest thing, just want to let everybody know that time is one of the biggest challenges we all have. And, 
you know, Brother Malcolm has said before, you know, if you look at your bank account, what you're spending your money on is where your heart is. I think the same thing can be said about our time as well. What it, what we're doing with our time shows a lot where our heart's at. And uh, my prayer for me and my prayer for you is that it'll be more about God and less about this world. And uh, that a verse again, and I'll, I'll just read it and close the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. I just encourage you to, and I both, to try to live that and try to go with it. That's right. Good stuff. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed it. And again, don't let this podcast take away your time. We ask that you just simply, uh, maybe as you're traveling somewhere, you listen to it. And as I can think back, the... Uh, you know, days of our lives thing, and, and as sand passes through the hourglass, so, so are the days, days of, of our, our lives. lives. <laughs> See y'all later.